Big promotion's being announced today, and I think I know who's going to get it. The new president. Big surprise. Ken Daly. <laughs> what? And I am engaged to your daughter. Daly here is engaged to my favorite daughter. What kind of a man has a favorite daughter? And if you do have a favorite, then you should label them favorite and not favorite. I swear I will kill you. Ah! So that's the woman that found the body. No, sir, that's a man. Really? That's him! Nelson Hibbert is a wanted man. How far will $36 get me? You're there. Just need your name for records? My name is Dr. Helen Harris. No, that's my name. He's smart. Super smart. The guy I saw stuck his head in the water machine. Or is he? Yeah, the police think he killed Randall Nagel. Let's focus all our energies on catching this killer. No, they think I killed Randall no, Nagel. No, no, they don't. Dave Foley. I must live in hiding. Never able to rest, never a moment's peace. Starting at every noise. What's that I'll say? David Anthony Higgins. Call the snipers to get in position. I can hear you! Sorry. Jennifer Tilly. Did I have one of my spells again? I'm guessing you did. And Com Fiore. He's getting in the way. I'm gonna get rid of him. In the story of a man on the run, the wrong guy. This doesn't look anything like me. No, no, it doesn't. It's me. Yes, and welcome back to the movie review show with me, your host, Jeff. This is the 332nd edition of Jeff's The Movie Review Show. A double feature featuring two comedies. Uh, recording this on a Saturday in the Tower of Santa Barbara, 27th of February. It is the 27th day of February 2021, the year of our Lord. At 2.15 and 39 seconds in the p.m. Eastern Standard Time, broadcasting live to tape from parts unknown South Jersey in the friendly confines of the home office recording studio. Looking out my window and seeing some little bit of blue coming through on this rainy day. Well, it turned out to be a, a okay midday mid here, mid early afternoon. I'll call it early afternoon here on a Saturday in late February. The Ides of March are just around the corner, and isn't that nice? The warmer weather, things are warming up here in the Northeast. Uh, it's good to be here uh, with you today. The trailer you heard was for the 1997 film. Uh, this is an inch. So why did I put these? I you know I I don't I haven't been doing a lot of two for ones if you want to call it that uh, double review movie reviews shows of kind of keeping each episode to its own to singular movies for the most part since the big episode 300 which a quick aside if i may the episode 300 and then a few episodes after that uh we've now we're, we're now we've cleared 30 more episodes since then so it, it wasn't that long ago it seems like ages ago though i have been on a pretty good tear here but i will say i started to do a character uh, in the episode 300 where I was some QAnon guy. And it was just like a little goof. I was doing a gag where I, I Jeff, was playing this kind of QAnon uh, uh, guy who was sort of a... Um, couldn't get he, he couldn't get the terminology of all the Q stuff right. And so he was going on and on. This is neither here nor there. I want to say that I'm, uh, I'm not going to be doing that character on this show anymore. Um, and, uh, then here's the uh, crowd reaction to that. 
Settle down. I know everyone loves my uh, character so much, but I, if you have good news for people who love the character, go to M-Y-S Pace. That's M-Y-S-P-A-C-E. Anchor.fm slash MySpace or M-Y-S Pace. Anchor.fm slash M-Y-S-P-A-C-E. That'll be the last time I mentioned that. Maybe, probably forever, because there's no reason, like, real reason to continue on. I just wanted to tie that tie a bow around that thread. If you if you're a listener to all of these fucking shows, uh, one after the other, they keep coming. Uh, it keeps coming with us. I'm it's song. I'm thinking of a song in my head, but I can't think of it. I can't, I can't think of the song. The the first thing I want to mention here is uh, interestingly not in, not not that interesting is that. Both of these films, and they came out, you know, uh, twenty-three uh, years apart or so. Both uh, Lionsgate comedies. Uh, the film distribution uh, production company, or I guess it's a um, it's an American Kate Canadian entertainment uh, company, and um, I guess it. I thought it was a subsidiary subsidiary of something. Lionsgate Films. I guess Lion. I guess it is a um, yeah. It was originally a Canadian company, which makes sense. This is a Canadian movie. Uh, this is a Canadian production. Production. Doesn't say where it was filmed. It might have been shot in America, but it was a Canadian. It's a Canadian uh, in a, uh, production. Uh, it is a. So if you know this movie, so why did I? What's the, what else is besides the Lionsgate connection? Why am I? Why am I doing these two movies? Kind of squished together in one episode the other part of this is i the most recent episode of i think it was the most recent episode of the best show with tom sharpling podcast slash live radio show they mentioned both of these movies uh and i i i, I the the movie that someone someone some caller in the sh- to the show mentioned the wrong guy and i i was like not sure if I had ever seen this before or even heard of it. I think I it, and I watched a trailer which I, which I played the start of this episode, the audio, and I, I did sort of remember it a little bit, but it was it was very. I mean, I was uh, sophomore or junior in high school when this came out, um, uh, and I and I was I'm a big uh, kids in the hall guy, and I I like Dave Foley a lot. He he co-wrote this, and uh, he's obviously the star of this. And so I was, I was like, okay, well, I, I usually, I like that tone of like, you know, I love brain candy. You know, I love, I love, I say I love brain. I think it's good. I mean, they, I think they're like these, these legendary uh, comedies. The, the show kids in the hall is, I think is the best uh, sketch comedy show the, you know, I think the movies that these guys have made have been, you know, hit or miss, but this was uh, very entertaining. Uh, it's a totally hard to find random one. Um, Jennifer Tilly co-stars. Uh, David Anthony Higgins, who is a, he also co-wrote the film. He he plays a police officer in this, and you know he is a guy who, I guess, has been in a lot of other stuff. He I don't I, he was in Malcolm in the Middle. He was on the he was on Ellen, and he was on Mike and Molly. Uh, I guess as reoccurring roles. And I'm trying, you know, I don't, he was not somebody I knew of really at all. So he, but he did co-write this along with Jay Kogan. The three of them wrote this. Uh, He was a Jay Kogan, a a writer for the Simpsons. And it's a good, like this, these two films were like weirdly um, simpatico as well. 
because they obviously this one is made in 1997 so i mean it doesn't feel like a uh, it is an older movie so when i say it feels like an older movie no it's just that's it is it's older uh but even even older than 1997 this plays very much like an 80s kind of um goofball comedy uh and barb and star go to vista del mar which we will I'll get to in full it, it definitely plays like an older comedy definitely older than 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 it is which is, i mean it just came out in a couple of weeks ago um, on the VOD, but we'll get there. We're talking about the wrong guy right now. And the wrong guy, uh, basically it's a setup for the whole thing is, is very funny because they set up a joke that they immediately kind of do away with. And then it becomes another joke. So you think the wrong guy, he, the, if you bought, listen to this part of the trailer, he, he thinks he, you know, he's a, he's a big beef with his boss. He's like, I'm going to kill you. He like literally says, I'm going to kill you. It's very funny. He goes in. He finds him actually killed, the boss. And then he goes in there, and, and he's the first guy to find the body. He tries to pull the knife out. He gets blood all over himself. Again, this is minutes hour, or an hour after he had just said he was going to kill him. Then he runs out of the building carrying the knife in a stabbing motion because he's so freaked out. And he's got the blood of his boss all over himself. So his head, in his head, in the audience's head, you think, oh, this is... I get it. Now he's going to be on the run. He's they think he killed his boss, blah blah blah. But you immediately see that the killer real killer goes through the air ducts. So then right after that the cops get the security footage and immediately see that it wasn't he, they know who the killer was right off the bat. They're not looking for him at all. They know he's innocent. <laughs> but he he doesn't know that. He just assumes that he has to be on the lam now. So right off the bat his his entire the entire premise of the movie is kind of thrown for a loop of just this guy is so stupid that he can't even, you know, he doesn't, he, he's on the run when he doesn't even need to be on the run, which is a funny kind of, you know, very, very kids in the hall esque, uh, kind of, uh, uh, premise or setup for the, for, for the rest of the jokes. And it is, it's just a series of really just, you know, almost like little kind of vignettes within the greater scheme, which I, which, uh, Barb and star had a lot of as well. A lot of just like goof, uh, sight gags, Physical humor, um, com- you know, just just very specific one one off uh, kind of goofs and gags and one liner type jokes. Some, re- but really well done in each of them, and I and I, enjoy- and I enjoyed both of these films uh, quite a bit. Uh, this, you know, I don't know what else to say about the wrong guy? Um, other than yeah, this is hard to find. Uh, it's actually on YouTube, YouTube for free. Someone just uploaded it, but it's a very bad. Co- I was I, I was able to find a little better quality, slightly better quality file. I don't think you can stream it anywhere, and you can pay probably on eBay to get it on on DVD. I don't think it's in print. Probably, I mean, it's one of those weird ones that's sort of been lost to the seas of time. Um, I love this part of the synopsis on on the Wikipedia is what follows is a bizarre series of misadventures marked with slapstick routines and constant one liners. Which I have to be in the right frame of mind for a movie that like that, and uh, I guess I was yesterday. I watched both watched both of these movies in one day, sandwiched in between David Cronenberg's second film, uh, the kind of experimental crimes of the future. Uh, weird day of movie watching, uh, but this you know I have to be, and they have to be done well. Like you can't, um, you know, I the the gold standard is sort of like the Zucker Brothers films. Uh, airplane, and, you know, and there, and uh, Top Secret, and uh, Naked Gun, you know, you, you, that kind of. You, when I think of like these 
types of movies. They're not, and that those are that's a different type of movie because that is that's the only thing really in those movies for the most part. This is incorporating some of those jokes, but really they're they're the kind of jokes that when they're done well, they always work. They 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 don't they're timeless in in so much as when you see someone uh, who's on the run, he's hungry and he gets and he stows away on a uh, like a hobo on a train and he starts eating a bunch of canned ham. And then they pull up to uh, the next stop. The, um, the conductor gets out to, to the guy with the clipboard. And he goes, "I've got your shipment of tainted ham, tainted canned ham." And then they open the door. And he's you know sick and needs to be hospitalized for eating all the tainted canned ham. Which was, and then they, that joke comes up later again. A lot of reoccurring gags too. That's that to me is a is a is a mark of a of a of a really good comedy. Is they they know when they have the gold, and they bring it back slowly, and they bring it bring it back at the right times. It's all the it's all in the callbacks, and both these films had uh, some great use of callbacks. I gave this one an eight. I was debating on seven or eight. I feel like you know what? I'm feeling generous lately. I'm going to give this an, and I'm going to feel generous on the next film uh, in one in just a one second. Uh, but I give this an eight. The wrong guy, the Dave Foley 1997 vehicle. Check it out. Where you can, you know you'll just look. Go Google it. Uh, here's the trailer for Barb and Star. Go to Vista Del Mar. What are you doing? Oh, I was just playing with this lamp. Oh. <laughs> I'm Star. Short for Starbra. Assume yours is Barbara. Nope, just Barb. <laughs> Plain old Barb. I want to thank Barb and Star for hosting tonight's Talking Club and for making their hot dog soup. I like the salt. I like the hot dog. It's not as runny as it usually is. Ah, what is she throwing? Oh, she gives me bigger teeth. Love big teeth. She loves big teeth. Even if it's just two eyes on a bunch of teeth. It would be so nice. Look, my new phone case. <laughs> I love it. It's like I'm listening to the ocean. Wait, we don't have cell phones. I know I'm going to take it home and glue it to our landline. I'm Barb, and this is Star. What number again, please, sir? 611. 611? Oh, my... Barb! Oh, my gosh! She's 611! 611? We're in 124! <laughs> <laughs> so that's not a very good trailer, I don't think. I don't think it's... Uh, it does the movie any kind of justice. That's no uh, 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 slander or slight on anyone doing that, except because because here's the thing: I think this movie is almost impossible to kind of encapsulate in 90 seconds or two minutes. It is because there, there's there's a there's a vibe to this film that if you if you gave that away in the trailer, it you'd be doing a disservice to the film. I think, uh, and I I almost don't, and I'm almost kind of not sure how much I want to get into in this recording my review here. Because I think, you know, it, this is so new. Obviously, it just came out. I think it came out in, uh, on Valentine's Day on, on VOD. And I don't think it did great. I think it topped out as like the fifth best-selling VOD. Which is kind of uh, depressing and sad. Because this is a really, really great movie. I don't remember uh, LOLing. That's uh, laughing out loud as much as I have during this 
than I it, I can't remember the last movie I laughed this much watching. It was just a I had a smile on my face from start to finish. Uh, and, and it's not a per, you know I don't think it's a quite a perfect film. Could use a little bit of tightening up, but for the most part, it's it is excellent. I could not recommend it um, anymore. It gets my it's for comedy. It gets the Jeff's Jeff's kiss seal of approval. That's a rare. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't do it. I feel like I don't watch a ton of comedies. I don't review a ton of comedies. So when I give the, the Jeff's chef kiss seal of approval, you know, uh, uh, what the deal is, but let me just say this mild spoilers from this point on. So if you, if you do are hearing this review and you haven't seen the film, uh, well, you know, I'm going to hedge, I'm going to say spoilers here. I'm going to say spoilers from this point on, because I think there, I I think it's, it's going to be difficult to talk about without giving away some intricate parts of the plot okay sound okay good so but back to that trailer so you what, you what do you think that movie is when when you listen to it when you see it watch a trailer like that You're like okay they're doing yeah actually okay midwestern accents they go on a little vacation and they get in some hijinks uh related to their fish out of water aspect and that's that's therein lies the humor and uh you know maybe you have some over the top goofs, maybe you have some sex jokes. Uh, you get the hunk, you get the Jamie Dornan of the Fifty Shades of Grey in there, and he's he's the hunky guy. And then something's gonna happen with him, and you know, there's there's a recipe for this film that you could I, you, in the trailer paints it as clear as day that this is the film. These two doing accents, fish out of water, hunk. You do the math. You've seen it a million times. The, the and and in a sense you have seen this movie a million times, but I don't think it's the movie you think you're going to see. This is such a hallmark uh, or throwback. I said hallmark a few times. Uh, throwback to '80s, kind of like the 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 benchmark, almost adventure. And this almost has a vibe of like an adventure comedy, even which I would have never guessed in a million years just from the trailer. Because uh, it opens up with a scene of a young Asian boy on a bike delivering uh, newspapers, and you're like, and he's and he's singing along with uh, and a lot of great songs in this that I, I wasn't familiar with. Uh, it's like '70s soft rock, kind of yacht rock type songs. He's singing around. He's singing along with some song. I don't. I don't. I didn't know a lot of the songs. And uh, he's he gets to this last house and he gets this very evil grin, and you're like, okay, this is what's, what's where's this heading? And he throws the paper, and then he goes to a tree, and it's a magic tree, and it opens up into a portal, and he goes to an underground evil lair, where Kristen Wiig is <laughs> playing a second character that's not in the trailer at all, which is a deliriously demented albino supervillain in an underground cave in this small town in uh, where, wherever they where I don't know if they were in the same town as them. Uh, wherever she's living now in the in the, in the lair, it's not important. But uh, she's down there with Jamie Dornan, who is her kind of boyfriend slash henchman, uh, who is in love with her, but she's not too um, keen on him. And he he and his so his whole shtick is hilarious. He just wants to be an official couple with her, and he keeps using the word official couple. It's very funny. It's the, the, they it's the kind of repetitive joke they use it over and over again, and it gets funnier every time. A lot of that in this movie. A lot of a lot of again. The callbacks, the repetition on on, on the themes and the jokes uh, to drive them home, and they're all for the most part really good. Uh, and I did not see that coming at all. She wants to blow up Vista Del Mar, 
And interestingly enough, I don't think that's a real place. It's uh, insert any kind of uh, Boca, uh, Fort Lauderdale. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Like, what, what are the what? What is this trying to be? Like, what what place in Florida is this trying to be? I don't. It could be any number of places. It's a fictional place. It's which adds to the kind of the whimsical, uh, n- uh, fantastical world that they created. Which I, you know, I didn't necessarily know that was going to go in. I, I googled the uh, where, where the, the film was shot in Mexico, actually in Cancun and other locations in Mexico, and also Albuquerque, New Mexico. And it's funny they said they were supposed to it was supposed to be filmed in Atlanta, but in response to the um, one of the ab- anti-abortion uh, Georgia things, they they moved the uh, filming. I guess uh, you know, Chris, uh, I'm not saying specifically them, but they're Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo, <laughs> Annie Mumolo. Mumolo, Mumolo uh, I apologize. Uh, the uh, the I shouldn't my my for my Italian uh, 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 sister sisterin was a brother. What's a, is there is there a is there a gendered word for brethren or is that just the word? It's not neither here nor there. I apologize for getting the name wrong. Andy Mumulo and Kristen Wiig, uh, they wrote this. They star in it. They're Barb and Star, and they produced it. So I guess you know they had something to do with that. But it could just been. Uh, it could not just been them. I'm not calling them out just because they're women. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing that. It's not what I'm doing. So I'm not. Don't say that I'm doing that. I'm not doing that. Uh, it's, uh, so that. But anyway, that's just a fun fact that they were supposed to film. They were supposed to film this in Georgia. And they end up going to New Mexico and Mexico, and that 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 brings up a kind of a, a tangent or, or a nice segue into the fact that you could tell a lot of this is just green screened in, and and it's and, it, and, it, and some of it looks kind of bad, and there's a lot of actually VFX that is pretty bad, a lot of some computer stuff, but it all it all really works. There's a tone in this film that's sort of perfect. And it it looks bad in in a, in a ways, but it's supposed to look bad. And it looks bad in, in a way that's not like, but it's, not, it's also not trying too hard to look bad. It's just kind of this perfect wheelhouse of bad looking that kind of goes with the the silly, the absolutely silly vibe of the movie, and it kind of works in tandem. And uh, I loved it. I loved the film. What what a great screenplay and uh, great characters. One complaint. The da- the Damon Wayans uh, Jr. character is not uh, and 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 not no to no fault of his own and I don't know much what he's in uh, I, I don't know if I've seen any anything with him in it maybe I've seen some maybe I've seen him here and there but I don't really remember him in much now I'm looking at his uh, his um, he was actually oh he played blank but he was the son of uh, he played a young version of his dad in the movie Blank Man, which that's a good movie. I haven't seen that in forever. Uh, so he hasn't been in a lot of stuff I've seen. He's fine in this. He's he's got one his character again. One note, one joke, one simple joke over and over again. Every scene he's in, it's not the best joke. And expositionally, for the plot, plot just in terms of the plot, moving the plot forward and, and what whatnot, it doesn't bring anything to the table. You could have cut. His character, every scene, and I think you have a tighter little movie here. Uh, again, no offense to Damon Wayans Jr. He's, he, his whole thing seemed like an afterthought to to the kind of the meat and potatoes of it. And um, yeah, you could have cut 10, 15 minutes of him, or you know, a little maybe a little less than that, and I think the movie would have been even tighter. And 
really one of the one of, one of the funnier things I've ever seen. And I, I don't I, I know that's high praise. I'm not being um, I'm not I'm trying not I'm trying to not exaggerate. I hope I'm not uh, exaggerating. I I loved it. I'm giving it a nine, a solid nine. On top, you know, it just I can't recommend it enough. I haven't laughed this hard in, for God knows how long. It, it was so uh, such a refreshing film. And to tie it back in, why you know another reason why why did I put this on the, on this episode with the wrong guy? Because this movie was also recommended during that episode of the best show. So I guess here is what I what I'm gonna say. Listen to the best show, uh, my favorite podcast probably. And um, yeah, they talked about both of these on the and I so I watched both of them on the same day because that's the kind of freak I am. And I enjoyed I enjoyed them both quite a bit. And it was a nice little funny Friday of laughs <laughs> yesterday. I had a nice I call that my funny Friday. Of uh, a fun, let's see if we can do a little more alliteration. Funny Friday of follies, of uh, funny Friday full of follies, and uh, this certainly uh, brought the funny, if you know what I mean. I know what I mean is that they're both pretty pretty solid comedies as far as comedy goes. And I'm not again not the I don't think I'm the best judge of comedies. I'm not a I think I'm a funny guy. <laughs> I think I'm pretty funny. I mean you, you know saw the thing with the whole character I created. Yes, I know pretty genius. Yes, pretty funny. And uh, and since I'm doing a character now, this whole thing is just me being able to kind of quietly in my room do my little characters, little my computer, my call my computer at work, my fun stuff I do, uh, and that's all part of this fun cataloging the movies I watch, reviewing them. Isn't it just so nice to do? We're all having fun here. It's just a a fun thing to do. It's a hobby. It's a passion. And I think at this point I have become an expert on it. But again, comedy is not maybe my strong point. I don't watch a lot of them. I'm not just not just, I'm not seeking them out necessarily. Uh, and I've been watching a lot of black comedies again, but that's I think different kind of vibes completely. This obviously these two movies obviously not not dark comedies at all. Uh, very light, very fun, very silly. They're just you know what they're bringing. I'm bringing silly back. We're bringing silly back. That's the theme for 2021. We're bringing the dark comedies are getting weirder and darker. But the the comedy comedies are getting lighter and brighter and just fucking silly. Like it's been just let's bring the ge- sight gags back. You know we, we've we we got polluted by the uh, Apato world of comedies and not not even just hate on that, but it, we certainly that 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 kind of trajectory hit and woo that we're that's the downslope. We got to do something else different. And why not, why not bring back some eighties action adventurey just silly fucking comedies? And this is what uh, Barb. And star go to uh, Vista Del Mar, and just one more one more heap of praise to the to the ladies here. Uh, one more time, get her name wrong. Let me just see. This will be fun to do. Annie Mumolo. Annie Mumolo. <laughs> sounds like a, a, a small uh, bit part on the Sopranos. Am I right? <laughs> I always bring it back to Sopranos. Uh, she also co-wrote Bridesmaids, so that's that's the. Uh, that's the um, you know I knew I knew I thought I thought I knew that just but I don't know if I didn't say that before so that's uh, she's very very funny uh, very funny I'm trying to think of what else she was in uh, I'm looking real quick looking quick looking quick oh she co-wrote or she she wrote the story for the movie Joy the David O Russell movie with uh. Jennifer Lawrence, and she played she played a character in This Is Forty called Barb as well. Remember that. Speaking of Judd Apatow, folks, and then of course the the Kristen Wiig, 
my hats off to both. Of you. Just I, mean, I, I would watch. I hope they do seven more movies. I don't know if this one was enough of a hit to to get them money to do it, but please, I I would I would see a. I hope they do as many, however many uh, police academy movies there are. I want, I think they should make that many Barb and Star movies and put them in all, put them all over the world. Create new, vil- have Kristen Wiig play different villains. That's my, that's my pitch. So every every movie, Kristen Wiig kind of does a different uh, crazy costume and makeup, and does a different villain, and just put them all over the all the country, all over the world, and inter- make this international. I want, I, I am, I'm gonna get some, I'm gonna get a Barb and Star shirt, maybe maybe some pajama pants. Uh, if that's a thing I can order online on, I mean, I go to amazon.com or maybe I can go to walmart.com or maybe I go to target.com and, uh, I can just, or I can just do Google shop search and then I can look from there and maybe you go to eBay and then you worry, well, is this guy from this, did I buy this thing on eBay? It's kind of looks like a sketchy seller. Um, I don't know what to do there. And, um, yeah, so that's, my, that's, I got the rest of the buy day planned out. Bye.